Hi, I'm Rob Gore, and you're listening to Enjoying the Goodness of God. Chapter 6, First Things First. The scripture says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33. Why do we worry when we know it is sin? Because we're focused on our problems. What are we going to do? How will we survive? What are people going to think? Whose fault is it? For motivation, the world says, believe in yourself. But Jesus says, which of you by worrying can add one cubic to your height? For without me, you can do nothing. Now that's a sobering thought. The Father loves us, and every good thing comes from him. That is why Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father do. Over and over, the Bible says that Jesus spent time alone with the Father praying. No wonder he knew what the Father wanted to do. What if we peel a little shrimp and get rid of a lot of crunchy stuff? The crunchy stuff represents all the rules and expectations we add to the new covenant life that Jesus purchased for us on the cross. Jesus says the Father loves us greatly. We think he will love us if we love him. Jesus says we are forgiven. We think he will forgive us if we confess our sin. Jesus said that he is our miracle worker. We think he will do miracles for us if we qualify for them. Jesus says he is our healer. We think that he will heal us if it is his will. Jesus says he is our provider. We think he will provide if we sow enough. We think God's promises are conditional upon our behavior because the old covenant was conditional upon our behavior. But God found fault with that old covenant because it was conditional upon our behavior. So he made a new covenant that is dependent upon Jesus, not us. The scripture says, For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds 
I will remember no more. And then he says a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Hebrews chapter 8, verses 7 through 13. Jesus fulfilled every condition of the old covenant perfectly. Now we can receive the blessings of Abraham by faith in what Jesus has done for us. Grace is receiving a blessing that we did not earn. The Bible says that we will enjoy life if we will receive an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. But it is difficult to enjoy life when you attempt to keep the old covenant law. It was never meant for us to obey. The law entered so that we could see our need for a Savior. And because our Savior has come and given us his new covenant, he has made the old covenant obsolete. We are no longer to live by the old covenant laws and regulations. The scripture says, And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians chapter 2 in verse 20. The new covenant is all about what Jesus has done for us, not about what we must do for him. Jesus died that we might live, not die. He came that we might have and enjoy life to the full until it overflows. The more we focus on the grace of Jesus and his goodness, the more we can rest confident in his love and protection. When we focus on the grace of Jesus, we are reminded of his great love for us, and we know that we will never be lonely again for the rest of our lives. We are reminded of his mercy towards us when we are at fault, because he does not give us what we deserve. We are reminded of his grace towards us because he gives us blessings we do not deserve. Every time we see his grace, our heart is transformed. Fear and condemnation are driven away. Our heart becomes steadfast and confident in his love. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is all about heart transformation, not behavior modification. When Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not one single person was born again because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Jesus wanted them to seek first the kingdom of God so they would see salvation by grace through faith and be born again. The reason Jesus wanted them to seek first his righteousness was so they would be dead to sin, free from the law, and alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The reason Jesus wanted them to seek first his righteousness was so they would be dead to sin, free from the law, and alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The scripture says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. The scripture says, Likewise, you also, 
Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 6 and verse 11. Jesus did not say to seek two different things first, nor did he say to seek one first and the other second. The reason he said to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is they are inseparable. When we are born again, God makes us the righteousness of God in Christ. We cannot be born again and unrighteous at the same time. The scripture says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. The only thing we did to be born again was believe the message of Jesus with the faith that God gave us when we heard the message. We consented to be loved. We consented to listen with our heart. Jesus did everything for us. So why would we believe that seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness would be any different? Seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness is consenting to be loved and listening with your heart. Seeking God is not about the works that we do. Seeking God is being still and allowing Jesus to reveal himself to us. The Jews and even some Gentiles sought first the kingdom of God when they stopped doing what they were doing so they could listen to Jesus. Mary Magdalene sought first the kingdom of God when she sat and listened to Jesus rather than serve him. Peter sought first the kingdom of God when he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Seeking first the kingdom of God is not a work. Seeking first the kingdom of God is spending time hearing more about the grace of Jesus. The more we see his grace, the more our heart is transformed, our mind is renewed, our path is illuminated, and we are effortlessly delivered from lusts of the flesh. Seeing more and more of his grace will deliver us from any sin, even the one that so easily ensnares us. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is stopping our work and focusing on what he has already accomplished and given to us. It is a revelation of his grace. It is a matter of our heart. However, it is possible for us to usher every service, attend every prayer meeting, serve at every potluck dinner, feed the homeless, and give our bodies to be burned out, and never seek first the kingdom of God. Our heart was in serving, not seeking. Seeking first the kingdom of God is receiving from Jesus, not serving him. Going to church and listening to an anointed sermon about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is seeking first the kingdom of God. Listening to anointed messages about the finished work of Jesus on the cross is seeking first the kingdom of God. Reading our Bible in order to see a fresh revelation of Jesus is seeking first the kingdom of God. Even reading our daily devotional in order to see more about Jesus is seeking first the kingdom of God. However, doing any of these so we can be like the rest of our group 
is not seeking first the kingdom of God. Listening to a preacher so we can critique their message is not seeking first the kingdom of God. It may look like we're seeking first the kingdom of God to others, but seeking first the kingdom of God is a matter of our heart, not our behavior. The fruit of seeking the kingdom of God is our changed heart. Jesus did not tell us to seek to become righteous. He did not tell us to try to act and be right as he is right. Jesus said for us to seek his righteousness. When we seek his righteousness, we lose sight of ourselves. We behold his loveliness and our heart is transformed. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Enjoying the Goodness of God. If you'd like more information about Rob Gore Ministries, just go to robgore.org. Remember, you are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, and totally protected by Jesus.